Throughout 2018, we at The Brazilian Report have written numerous articles on the power of social media in Brazil, especially WhatsApp. Everyone in Brazil is on WhatsApp. Here, it works as a social network with users hooked up to multiple messaging groups where they can share content and mobilize around a cause, all while flying under the radar. WhatsApp was a powerful tool in getting Jair Bolsonaro elected president last year. Recently, we found out about a new use of WhatsApp, coordinating the destruction of the Amazon rainforest. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. Sam Cowie, what was Fire Day? Fire Day, or Dia do Fogo, um, took place, was an event that took place on the 10th of August, um, organized by farmers and landowners. Sam Cowie is a freelance journalist who covers the Amazon. Um, around the region of the BR163 highway um, in southwestern Pará, and especially around the uh, city of Novo Progresso, which is a real, real um, high point for environmental crimes. Um, it's really dangerous for journalists to go there. Yeah, basically, the fire day was about people clearing these properties or clearing state land in many cases. Um, and first you take any decent, you know, looking trees out, any woods that would be precious to sell on the market, and then you, you know, just basically take down the rest of the shrubbery with chainsaws, tractors, machetes, and then set fire to it. And then afterwards, you're left with a big patch of land for uh, for cattle grazing. And prosecutors are saying now that um, that uh, yeah, this was organised by on WhatsApp groups, and you know, people were brought in from other states, and it was like a, a, a big, like highly organised operation. The region around Novo Progresso, this city, you know, the, the land grabbers are very, very organized around there. And uh, yes, yeah, so it was organized on WhatsApp groups after and, you know, was seen in the paper, was advertised, but essentially like in a local paper, a local online paper, um, you know, a few days before the prosecutor's office say that they got in touch with Ibama to alert that this uh, day, day of fire was going to happen. Um, but Obama couldn't get the 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 security that they needed um, because the justice minister Sergio Moro apparently didn't sign off on it. So and that's why that there wasn't any action to impede this Giorgiofogel. And there we saw you know on the on the 10th you know lots of big fires around the southwestern Paris, uh, southwestern Para region. So in more general terms, what are the incentives behind burning down forests? Well, essentially what happens is uh, deforestation is, I mean, the logins like small potatoes, really. I mean, it is profitable, but really compared to the land grabbing, it's small potatoes, both in terms of the money and of the destruction caused. You know, how it usually works is that you'll stake out an area, use GPS coordinates to you know, measure the size of that area. And then what you'll do is you'll, you might go in first and like take that, take out all of the precious trees, the trees that can be used. 
at some point you then just basically take the lot out and set it on fire and then after that you're left with a large um a large a large portion of land basically anything up to you know a thousand two thousand you know maybe several thousand football pitches worth of land and then once you've got that land and you've deforested it then you can sell it on the black market um you can sell it you create some false documents um once you've sold it to somebody that person might sell it to somebody else the typical the typical nature of these things is they sell for quite a well below market rate well well below market rates but because they've been essentially stolen they they go for very cheap um so i mean i was just hearing in hondonia now that you know you can get a piece of land in like a, a part of the state that's uh, that's 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 not really served too well by roads uh, you can get a hectare a hectare which is a football pitch is worth for 5000 hay eyes um legally or whilst in sao paulo like a legal piece a, le a, a, a piece of land the size of a football pitch that's legal um and near infrastructure might be 3000 hay eyes um, even in Honduras, it differs greatly depending on the land, where it is, near infrastructure, etc. The Amazon, you know, in general, it's very humid. Um, so forest fires don't happen by themselves. What's happened here is essentially you've had a deforesting process. Are there any controls in place to stop these fires from happening and why aren't they working? What we're seeing here is a combination, uh, critics say, environmentalists say, of the combination of the presence in Sendry for want of a better word, rhetoric, combined with the restructuring, or as some critics say, destructuring of the environmental enforcement agencies. So here we're talking about IBAMA, we're talking about ICMI Bio. You know, a, a source inside the Pará state government told me uh, just the other day that IBAMA still in Pará still doesn't have a superintendent. And, you know, these are the guys that in the main are responsible for the operations, for the fiscalizações, um, you know, for the oversight operations and enforcement operations, and also the guys that are in charge of applying, you know, fines for environmental crimes. Um, yes, that our newspaper, the established Sao Paulo newspaper, um, published records recently, you know, saying that essentially the, 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 the number of fines applied for environmental crimes in the first half of this year at, at, at its lowest in a decade, so all of this combined with the president's rhetoric of, you know, you know, very, being very antagonistic towards environmentalists and um, saying, you know, the Amazon is ours and, you know, we can't let forests and indigenous people get in the way of development and our riches. All of this basically sends a green light to um, environmental criminals that this uh, this kind of behavior Will be tolerated you know you spent a lot of time in the amazon region and recently visited porto velho one of the epicenters of these forest fires what did you see there and how different was it this time around yeah you can definitely see um in hondonia in porto velho you can definitely see um, evidence you can see you can see you know you, you don't have to go very far to see uh signs of what effects this is having you know just along the, the 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 highways you see you know massive amounts of scorched earth which like i say it's not abnormal for this time of year um 
but there's 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 I've been in Hondonia in August before around this time of year and there's there's more than there usually is. Um, you're also seeing there's the, the the sky is 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 is, 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 is there's more smoke in the sky, and you know you can tell from the you know having spoken to people on the ground there, having spoken to uh, you know the, the the firefighters and the military that are there, you know there's a real emphasis on the mo at the moment to 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 try and end. To try and get to try and end this problem there at the moment, how successful that will be, we'll have to wait and see. How much of this wave of forest fires can be blamed on Jair Bolsonaro's administration? Bearing in mind that he has been in office for less than a year. What we are seeing, like I say, that the, the, the gutting from the enforcement agencies, you know, because forest reserves and indigenous lands tend to be better protected and better. Uh, there's more enforcement operations. Um, you know, they're better enforced. Um, the fact that we're seeing so many fires right now near or in um, indigenous lands or national parks or protected forest reserves, not just in the Amazon, but even here in in, in the south, we saw a national park in Padana, just, you know, 60% of it burn up. This really goes to show that, um, that these people are really out for what they can get right now and they 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 feel emboldened and they don't have the fear that they had in the past of being caught after the break how the amazon fires ignited a personal feud between two presidents we'll be right back Did you know that Brazil is the country with the second highest number of ransomware attacks in the world? That's when hackers try to steal your data and then ask for a ransom for their return. Perhaps the good people of FastHelp can help you avoid these unwelcome attacks. FastHelp is a Brasilia-based IT company that is focused on cybersecurity. Protect your business by teaming up with FastHelp. Go to fasthelp.com.br for more information on how to protect your company's virtual space. L'Amazonie brûle toujours. Large swaths of the Amazon are being burned. Pues los incendios en la Amazonia siguen activos. Firefighters, no match for flames. This ferocious and this intense. That Il y a des contacts qui sont en train d'être pris avec tous les pays de l'Amazonie. Several international media outlets and leaders have had their say on the wave of forest fires across the Amazon region, not only in Brazil, but also in Bolivia. However, the environmental discussion quickly spiraled into a war of words between two men, Jair Bolsonaro and French President Emmanuel Macron. Ewan Marshall, welcome back. Care to explain what happened? Hi, Gustavo. Well, the wave of forest fires hit the headlines just before last weekend's G7 summit in Biarritz in the French Basque country. And being the host, Emmanuel Macron decided to kind of cash in and maybe place himself as the leader of these environmental discussions. And it is a noble cause, certainly, but politicians, and especially ones as powerful as the French president, they rarely do things without an ulterior motive. Well, Macron is facing pressure from, from his voters on environmental issues and he's also been getting some heat from 
agricultural producers who they're against this recent trade deal signed between the European Union and Mercosur. So, you know, there's every reason to believe that he might have kind of used the fires as a little bit of an excuse to go after Brazil. But, I mean, he has every right to do so under such grave circumstances, which were these forest fires. There is also the fact that German Chancellor Angela Merkel will step down in the near future, right? So Macron may be trying to position himself as her heir apparent as the leader of the European bloc. Yeah, I mean, Macron's always been very pro-EU. His political platform in 2017, back when he was elected, it was like it was totally Eurocentric. So, I mean, I'd say there is a good possibility that he has his eyes on getting this sort of leading role within the within the European community. Okay, so Ewan, how did this political power struggle become a personal quarrel? Well, yeah, this came through Facebook, uh, believe it or not, when Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro replied positively to a, a comment on Facebook suggesting that Macron was jealous of Bolsonaro because apparently France's first lady, uh, Brigitte Macron, apparently she's not as good looking as Jair Bolsonaro's wife, Michelle. And, you know, that's, that's it's the kind of lowest common denominator stuff that we've come to expect from Bolsonaro, just really crude behaviour. And Macron replied saying that he hoped Brazil would soon have themselves a new leader, one befitting the country. Well, we're stuck with Bolsonaro for at least another three years, but what is the latest in this squabble? Well, at the end of these discussions, the G7 countries came to an agreement to send $22 million of aid to Brazil to help put out these fires in the Amazon. But Jair Bolsonaro said no to this assistance. Just like that? Yeah, well, originally he did just say no straight out. But later he said that he would consider taking the money, but only if Macron apologized to him. And Bolsonaro has been using his old rhetoric about how international superpowers are just waiting for any opportunity to prey on the Amazon. Yeah, so when Macron was talking about the forest fires, the first statement that he made, he mentioned that our house is on fire, which was something that, you know, it doesn't really sit very well with a lot of Brazilian nationalists. And so he accused Macron of being kind of colonialist in his words. And just yesterday, his chief of staff said that France had no business talking about fires in Brazil when they couldn't avoid the destruction of the Notre Dame Cathedral earlier this year. So quite a low blow. Well, Brazil has said that only Amazon countries should be involved in discussions about the rainforest. And what is fascinating is that people forget, and well, the Brazilian government also forgets that France is an Amazon country with French Guiana uh, bordering just the north of Brazil. Yeah, I, w- I would be interested to see if Bolsonaro or any of his cabinet could pick out French Guiana on a map. But um, for the Brazilian government anyway, France has no business being in this debate. Um, but what is interesting is that the, the Bolsonaro administration is kind of getting closer to the US to kind of elaborate its like environmental policy But, I mean, when we look at the U.S., the Environmental Protection Agency there has been completely depleted under President Donald Trump. In episode number 74, we talked to Harvard professor Stephen Walt about what could happen if superpowers decide that they must prevent an environmental catastrophe by any means necessary. And just mentioning it has infuriated a lot of Brazilians, both to the left and to the right. Yeah, I mean, ever since Brazil became an independent country in 1822, the the idea of kind of defending the Amazon, that's, that's been one of the core beliefs for nationalists in the country. 
and you know kind of suspicions about world powers maybe getting involved in the Amazon they date all the way back to the 17th century uh, when a German Jesuit priest was caught exploring the forest and was not allowed back I mean that's something that always has touched a nerve in Brazil and I mean this time around the idea of a threat to Brazil's sovereignty is you know it's a bit of a distraction because we've got Jair Bolsonaro backed into a corner on the world stage his international reputation is in tatters so playing this sovereignty card, you know, it allows him to rally his supporters at home and, you know, it takes the attention away from the big issue. How do you think that Emmanuel Macron's words play out? Because he did say that the world cannot let a country just destroy the rainforest. I mean, he was careful enough to say sovereignties must be respected, but I mean, he, his words kind of fuel this kind of conspiracy theory. Oh, of course. Uh, he's he's kind of playing into Bolsonaro's hands in a way, in the way that he's in, in the language that he's using. Even just as we mentioned before, the idea of Macron saying that our house is on fire, talking about the Amazon. I mean, that was just an immediate dog whistle for Bolsonaro and his government and just allowed him a narrative of his own that he could push without having to be responsible for the the forest fires themselves so yeah it's troubling and you know maybe macron should be choosing his words a little better yeah and maybe he shouldn't pick up a fight with bolsonaro in bolsonaro's home turf that is social media this episode was written and prepared by me gustavo ribeiro Ewan marshall edited the final script If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate us on whatever platform you may be listening to Explaining Brazil. That is really important for us. And don't forget to check out our website, brazilian.report. Every day we publish new content on Brazilian politics, economics, and society. You can enjoy a 7-day free trial before subscribing. And don't worry, it is really free. We don't ask your credit card information. Just go to Brazilian dot report slash subscribe and if you want to support independent journalism donate any amount to the brazilian report you can do so on brazilian.report slash donate that's all for now we we'll see you next week <laughs>